0: Food Heals podcast, episode 208. Being a spiritual boss babe, it's this personal power of knowing I have a force that is so strong, so truthful, so limitless, so energetic that I get to work with that I am unstoppable.
1: These women are so strong-minded and in a very positive way. It's like they have that can-do attitude that nothing's gonna get in their way. They have great missions that are about helping people and healing the world. The powerhouse woman
2: who's super tuned in to herself, to her energy, to her spiritual practice, She pulls back every single day and really honors that spiritual practice, knowing that it's gonna set her up for even more success. We just are so powerful as women. We have the ability to create,
3: to destroy, to attract. We have the power to get tens of thousands, hundred thousand
4: people to fall in love with our work. Be passionate about what you're doing every single day. Make decisions that bring joy into your life and live with a smile.
0: Warning Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and in stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.
5: All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and today's topic is how to be a spiritual boss babe. So I'll be talking to five super fab spiritual badass boss ladies today. Today. That's a mouthful. And this is part of our Spiritual Entrepreneur Series. There are two episodes left, and then we will return to our regularly scheduled programming, if you want to call it. And we've got some great episodes coming up, like an episode with Michael Greger, an episode with Carrie Kasum. So stay tuned for those. But today... I'm talking to five amazing, incredible women. I know I say amazing and incredible too much, and I'm working on it, but sometimes it fits. Like vegan chef and influencer Leslie Durso, you know, we just got back from leading a beautiful retreat in Italy. It was my first time leading a retreat, and I'm so grateful that Leslie partnered with me because she knows what she's doing. She's an incredible leader. She actually leads retreats in gorgeous places like Italy. Bali and Mexico. And so, this is part of her business model. This is part of what she does as a badass spiritual vegan entrepreneur. And so, the reason I want to share stories like Leslie's today and the other fabulous women we're going to talk to is so that you know what is possible. If you have a passion, if you have a burning desire to do something different, to quit that nine to five, to not live in the grind every day, but to wake up passionate and excited about what you do, that's what the Spiritual Entrepreneur Series is all about. About So we're going to talk to Leslie and then we've got Gypsy of all trades and host of the podcast Gypsy After Hours with Daniel Mercurio. You may remember her from last week's episode. We've also got a frequent co-host and guest who you may remember because she's here all the time. We've got eco-vegan gal Whitney Lauritsen. She also has the brand Creative Wealth. We're also going to talk to Lynn Taggart, she is a spiritual success and mindset coach for Powerhouse house women. I've known Lynn for years. I spoke at her event, High Vibe Live. She's an incredible entrepreneur. I can't wait for you to hear from her. And last but not least, I'll be talking to the self-proclaimed spiritual badass boss lady, Amanda Francis. And for me, my business is a part of my total wellness because what all of these women have in common is that they've really shunned the traditional nine to five in favor of following their passion and creating a business around serving others. And to me, that is a part of total wellness. You know, I can eat all the kale I want, but if I'm not waking up every day happy with my career and truly fulfilled by the fact that I'm living my passion daily, then I can't be truly healthy, right? It's all connected. And so this series, as you know, is brought to you by a course dear to my heart. It's Spirit Junkie Masterclass, which is taught by bestselling author and friend of the show, Gabby Bernstein. So in Friday's bonus episode, I announced that Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital was open for enrollment and you've got a few more days. The cart will close on Thursday, but let me brag on a little bit on behalf of my Spirit Junkie Masterclass family. So Spirit Junkie alumni that I've met personally and worked with have gone on to publish books Many of them have been on this show. You remember Tara Ledoux; her spiritual memoir, "Came to Believe," incredible book, is now published and on the shelves in bookstores. She's working on her second book. Other spirit junkies have led life-changing TED talks. They've grown six and seven-figure businesses, transitioned their careers, and turned their mission into movements, including many of the guests on today's episode. The transformations that they have made are truly radical. If you are ready to inspire others by doing what inspires you and earn, earn big, okay? Let's go big here. Earn well (laughs) for the work that you want to do in the world. The Spirit Junkie Digital Masterclass is for you. You know, I'm a learner, okay? I'm a seeker. I've taken classes from world-renowned teachers and scholars. I've got multiple degrees and certifications, but nothing. I mean, nothing beats the teachings from Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Since taking this course, I've truly created a life for myself that didn't exist, did not exist two years ago, three years ago. So let me just go through some of my wins that I can really directly attribute to taking this course. The Food Hills podcast download numbers doubled, which is really important when we're trying to get our message out to the world. We want people listening like you. And so thank you. I don't know when you started listening, but if it was in the past year, you may have come in at a place where I was ready to expand and you were ready to hear my message. And, you know, I also got coverage in major media outlets. I was scared before I was playing small. I didn't want to be in magazines. I didn't want to be on TV shows. I didn't want to be in someone's YouTube video. I was still playing small, and Spirit Junkie Masterclass gave me the courage to come out of my shell and go a little bigger. You know, I sit behind a microphone. It's very easy for me to talk all day and not get out there. And it really helped me get out there in a major way. I routinely get press passes to major events. So, All the events in LA that have to do with the vegan lifestyle or have to do with podcasting, I'm usually at for free or paid to be there. And so that's been an incredible opportunity, great for networking, opening up opportunities that I didn't even know could exist. I get swag sent to me all the time. I haven't bought a face cream or a lotion in two years, probably three actually, uh, because everything is given to me. I have books given to me. Right now, I've got a bunch of mouthwash sitting in front of me. I don't. I won't need to buy mouthwash for probably a year. I don't buy supplements anymore because I truly have them sent to me. So my wellness has is, is really been taken care of. I'm getting hundreds of dollars a month worth of products that I would have to spend, but instead I get them for free just so that I can try them and give my opinion on them and give them to Lucky Food Heals Nation listeners. One of the major wins that I've really had is uh, about a year and a half ago, I set an intention to be a speaker, and since that time, I have now spoken at events across the United States and Europe, countless events, some paid, some not, but I'm building that speaking resume, right? I didn't have that before. I had stage fright. I knew I had a lot to say, and I knew I was good at writing my speeches, but getting up there in front of an audience and putting myself out there was scary. And now I'm doing it and I'm not scared anymore. Sure, I get nervous, but I manifested that as a result of taking Spirit Junkie Master Class and getting rid of my blocks, all those blocks that were holding me back from truly stepping into my power. I've been named an icon of influence twice. So in 2017 and 2018, I've been named an icon of influence. And that's because of all of the other things that I've done to put myself out there into the world. I got a Hay House book deal. Most of you guys know that. And now I'm working on a second book. So I'm working on two books right now, and hopefully they'll come out soon. I now lead wellness retreats in Italy. I just got back from leading my first one with Leslie and Susie, two of my favorite people and co-hosts. And now the space has opened up, so we have a waiting list of people that want to come on more. So I'm hoping to do two more retreats in the next year. That's something I never could have imagined for myself before. But all of this opened up to me because I opened up spiritually and energetically based on the teachings in this course. So if you're thinking about it and you want more info or you want to talk to me, just shoot me an email at info at foodhealsnation.com. If you join, I've got a ton of bonuses for you, which I'm going to tell you all about, but I really want to get to our interviews. So if you're ready to take the course right now, you can just go to spiritjunkienation.com enroll right now send me an email. Let me know that you're in. I've got lots of bonuses for you. Like I said, I'll tell you more about those, but let's get to our first interview. So let's talk to vegan chef, entrepreneur, influencer, and friend of the podcast, frequent co-host, Leslie Durso.
2: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
5: Welcome, Leslie. Thank you. Today's topic is how to be a spiritual boss lady, which I know you are. And you are as well. Well, oh, thank you. I try to be. So Leslie, you're a vegan chef. You're an influencer. You're on multiple TV shows. You teach fabulous courses. You run beautiful retreats around the world. You're writing a book and you're a person who is truly living their passion and their purpose. So can you tell us how your belief system has shaped your career and really helped lead you to where you are today?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It, it has in, in many different ways, but I really from a very young age found my purpose. And it sounds like a very big purpose, but my purpose here is to guide and inspire people to live healthier and happier lives and to, to serve other people and to help them find their way And find their smile. And it's very important to me. And as I've become an adult, I've really created this kind of guidebook. I like to call it my moral playbook of exactly how I wanna live my life and the beliefs that I have and the things that I wanna live by. And a lot of those are being a good person. I was raised Catholic. I wouldn't associate myself as being a devout Catholic anymore, but I really believe in some of the core principles of doing to others as you would want done to yourself just being a good person doing kind things putting out good product into the world and not worrying about myself and worrying more about the wealth being of others. And I believe that everything you do should be through service. How are you going to better serve the world? What imprint are you going to leave? Every year I pick a word of the year is something that's going to inspire me and take me through and focus on, on what I'm dealing with at the moment. Last year my word of the year was legacy and I've thought a lot about what I want to leave behind while I'm gone and I decided that I don't get to choose that. Everyone else gets to choose that. But what I get to choose is what I'm putting out there. And so what I put out there is what I really want to see in the world. I want to see change. And when you want to see change, you have to be the change, right? And it's about leading, making a good example for other people, and just being kind. And kind when you don't have to be. And kind when people aren't watching. And doing deans that aren't promoted on social media, but you know, in your heart, you're doing something really good for somebody else.
5: Yeah. Like random acts of kindness. One thing that makes me feel good. And I know we're supposed to talk about business, but just in general, you are, your business is who you are in the world, right? Who you are when you're not working. And like, maybe it's paying someone's meter. That's something that I like to do. I'll just walk around. Um, if I'm walking down the street and I'll see someone's in the red or only has a few minutes, I just pop a few quarters. You're so
4: sweet. You're a little meter angel
5: sometimes. And so it's just things, like that. Like, what are you doing the outside of your business? Because what you're doing outside of your business is going to show up in your business too. That's the cosmic
4: karma that you are creating for yourself. And I think that your personal and your business go in hand in hand when it comes to those kind of things.
5: Yes, they so do. And I think that, you know, who we are in life is who we are in business. And so if you are a person of service in your life, you're going to be a person of service in your business, and then you will find success. If you're an a-hole in your life, you're going to be an a-hole in business and it's probably not going to serve you well, right?
4: Well, and even if it does, it's not our job to judge. And I think this day and age with social media and everything that's happening in the news, people are very quick to judge and people are very quick to be jealous and to covet. And I think those are all very dangerous things. You really need to stay in your own lane and worry about yourself and let God, the universe, karma, whatever it is that you believe in, sort out everything else. That's the beauty in believing in yourself and staying on your path is that you don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. You don't have to worry about what so and so is doing what so and so said to somebody else or somebody's going to get this or you know, you don't have to consume your life with I'm going to get them back because they're already going to get it in whatever shape and form that that comes into them. So you just focusing on you. And what you can put out into the world and the positivity that you're responsible for will make the world such a better place.
5: I believe it. And did you ever have a nine to five or something? Were you ever doing something you hated and you had to transition out of that to do what you love and really create that passion to your profession and then eventually your
4: paycheck? Tell me about that. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've all been in places we haven't wanted to be in. But the difference is I am very good at getting out of situations I don't want to be in. I really believe that, you know, I I live by something. And when I've gone through hard times, I've always gone back to this one thing that is you are responsible for the situation you're in. And yes, I know that there are extenuating circumstances that put you in these places. But your mindset and how you're reacting and how you're moving forward through them is 100% you. I had a teacher once tell me, if you're walking through the fire, don't stop. Keep walking. Keep going through the fire. Get to the other side. And it really is about every day, one foot in front of the other, how can I take steps to get to the place where I want to be? And so you find yourself getting out of these situations very quickly. So something else that's really important to talk about is money because obviously everybody needs money. But as I was saying before, you know, money is the result of a goal. It's not the goal itself. And when you make money, the goal itself, you're just going to keep chasing it forever and ever and ever. It needs to be the result of a goal that you're passionate about so chasing millions and billions ain't the answer right les definitely not chasing money will get you absolutely nowhere if you want to be a billionaire i want to be a billionaire so freaking bad okay so um, next to oprah,
5: and- oprah and- nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: No, for reals, for reals. Money is not the goal. Money is the result of a goal. So you need to not chase the money and you need to chase the goal. And so what are some goals that you've chased and achieved and found that the money flowed effortlessly? Well, I wanted to be a vegan chef back when vegan chefing wasn't exactly a very cool thing to do. And certainly nobody was making a fortune at it. And I wanted to work with big restaurants and I wanted to work with big corporate brands and I wanted to educate and entertain. And I've been able to do all of those things. I always like to say I create a career map and I take my end goal and I put it at the top of it and I work backwards at all the goals that I need to achieve to get to that major goal. And then I take all those goals and I break them down into actionable steps. And then every day I go through a checklist of actionable steps to get me to the next goal. And it's amazing when you turn around and you can see how far you've come just by putting your head down and doing the work and having a plan. Now, obviously, that plan changes with life and things happen and your passions change and you might want to skew what that end goal is. But the fact that you're working towards something is the most important.
5: Brilliant. And for me, I still do my journaling and I do my vision boards. Do you have a vision
4: board? Do you journal? Tell us about that. What are some of your like spiritual practices? Meditation? I do. I meditate every single day. I do some journaling when I just have too many thoughts to organize in my head. Vision boards I've done. um, I think that they're fantastic. I would love to say that I do... Them all the time and every year. I would like that. That's a goal of mine. Is I need to do more vision boards. That is what I see in my vision board. Is more vision boards.
5: I have a vision book, and so um, I haven't updated this in a while. So, like you, that should be one of my goals. So, uh, when I was moving to California from North Carolina, I put photos of myself with a video camera and things like that. Things that I wanted to achieve, and I did achieve almost everything in the vision book so far. There's a picture of a blonde girl sitting in a director's chair, like directing people on set. And that was on my vision board. And I moved to California and I started doing that pretty quickly. And so it was like, really what you write down, what you meditate on, what you dream about, what you put on these vision boards can absolutely come into fruition if you truly believe in it. And if you're coming from a place of love and a place of serving others, I believe there's nothing that can stop you from living that passion every day and having money flow in effortlessly doing what it is that you want to do.
4: Well, I always say what fills your thoughts fills your life. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Tell me more about that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think you get it. I think you live it. The things that you think about the most are the things that happen. If you think about being single all the time and why it stinks so bad to be single, it's so terrible to be single, you're going to be single forever. If you think about wanting to be in a loving relationship and uh, what that relationship looks like and what your the importance in somebody is and in a partner, then you can usually find that. And same with business. If you are thinking about fear and anxiety and stress, And overwhelmed by everything, then you're going to stay in those states. If you live in a state of gratitude and of joy and happiness and finding things that make you laugh and smile every day, you're going to live in a place of joy and happiness. And so it's so important to to make those decisions in your life on how you want to live. That goes back to that kind of that moral handbook that you've got to make for yourself. And you really got to think like, what do you want your life to look like? It's so short and it goes by in a blink of an eye. So do you want to be happy every day? Do you want to be surrounded with things? Do you want to have a simple life? Do you want to be by the ocean? Do you want to be by the mountains? Do you want to have a big family? Do you have a little family? Do you want to have a dog? Do you want to have a cat? You have to think about all of these things and, and visualize it and just make it happen. I could not agree more. I love
5: that so much. And you know, they say, worry is a prayer to chaos. And so worry serves no purpose. And so the more that we can Bring ourselves back into joy, into happiness. And I understand that sometimes it's harder to do than others. I have my good days, I have my bad days, but the way that I bring myself back is through gratitude. And I talk about this a lot, and it sounds oversimplified or it sounds kind of silly, but it's like when you are in gratitude, there is no worry, there is no shame, there is no anger, there is no sadness. There's just gratitude. And gratitude, what is that truly? It's love. And so The more we can bring ourselves into that state, it's going to really exponentially improve our lives, our businesses, and you can be grateful for things you don't have yet. You can be grateful in the knowledge and knowing that it's coming to you. And before we wrap up, Leslie, I know you do a talk on this. Is there any words of wisdom or takeaways that you want to leave us with?
4: So if I, if I could leave everyone with just one thing, I would say that that is to just be passionate about what you're doing every single day, be happy with the decisions that you're making, make decisions that bring joy into your life and live with a smile
5: Oh, I love that. And Leslie, you epitomize that every time I see you, every time you come into the studio, you are always wearing bright colors with a big smile on your face. So you really are living the life oh, that you you're preach. So sweet. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> you should. And that's another thing. You should really live the life that you speak about. Yes, it's so true. And right
5: now, if you're listening and you're like, I'm not waking up every day in passion, or I'm not passionate about what I'm doing. Just know that you can be And it may take time. And so I love what Chris Gillibo says. He says, don't quit your nine to five, but start your side hustle. So start that side hustle of figuring out what makes you passionate. Is it art? Is it singing? Is it writing? Is it reading? Is it teaching? I don't know. It could be anything. Uh, But start figuring that out, being that exploratory phase of going, what brings me joy and how can I incorporate it more into my life every day? And things will start to shift. And so just know that you can shift things at any time and wherever you are right now, you don't have to be stuck in a life that you're not happy with or a business that is not thriving. It will all come to you. So take into account the principles Leslie talked about today. We're going to talk to some more people on this topic this week and the next couple of episode. So stay tuned. Thanks so much, Leslie, for being here. I really appreciate it.
4: Oh, thank you, Allison. Ah, I love those
5: words of wisdom from Leslie. Be passionate about what you're doing every single day. Live life with a smile. I mean, does it get better than that? And live the life that you speak about. It's all about authenticity and living your truth. And I remember when Gabby Bernstein said these words to me in level two, which is in person in Massachusetts. Once you complete level one of Spirit Junkie Masterclass, you have the opportunity to take level two and go even deeper dive in person. It's incredible. And I stood up and I said, you know, something about I felt blocked from taking the next step because of my. Sadness, because of my grief, because as much healing work as I had done, I didn't feel healed. And she looked me right in the eye and she said, you will always be healing, but to heal others, you have to speak your truth. And I have chills thinking about it because, you know, when you break that down, what she was saying to me is, I have to talk about my life my truth authentically and what happened to me. And Leslie and I just got back from this amazing Italy trip and we're the leaders. We're promoting a healthy, happy, wonderful lifestyle. And at the same time, we're having deep conversations with all of our wonderful participants who we have, we actually interviewed. And so that's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. So you get to hear all about our trip to Italy. But Every night at dinner, we would have a question at the dinner table that we all had to go around and answer. And they were fun and light, and sometimes they would get us a little bit deep. And one of the questions was, and I didn't come up with this question, one of the guests on the retreat did, and the question was, where were you when you were 22? So we all had to go back and talk about it. And a lot of people had really fun, uplifting, crazy, funny stories about where they were, how different their life was, or how that year set them on a path. And most people's stories were happy and exciting. And my story was sad because that was the year that my mom was diagnosed and she had had multiple sclerosis for a long time. And then she was diagnosed with cancer. And that's when my world changed and everything was shook. Everything I had known was different. The world wasn't safe anymore. And that's when my life completely went a different direction from 22 to 25 I watched both of my parents slowly and painfully lose their lives to cancer and to the treatments that they were getting that was just diminishing their vitality. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. And I pray that I never have to go through something that difficult again. But now I can look back in gratitude and be grateful for that time because it has put me on the path I am on today of helping people heal, of helping Everyone I know that wants this information, realize that your health is in your hands and that our bodies are uniquely designed to heal themselves if given the tools that we need to do so. And I'm grateful, but I'm still sad. And so at dinner in Italy, when we're all talking about 22, just so happened I went pretty much last. And after hearing all the stories, I just broke down. I said, 22 was the hardest year of my life. Hardest here in my life. And if I speak my truth and I tell you what I went through and you can see that I got through it, it might help you realize that you can too. And so I have to speak up and I have to live in my truth and be who I am, flaws and all. If I projected some Perfect person out there, like everyone on social media, here is all of the beautiful things we are all doing, right? It's fun, it's great, it's uplifting, but it also can be dishonest. So I have to be truly who I am on the podcast. I have to be truly who I am in social media. I have to be truly who I am in person. <laughs> you know, we do do things IRL these days still in real life. And that was one of the biggest learnings for me. And so if you're listening, I just encourage you to stand in your truth. Live in your truth, stand in your power, and you will be unstoppable. And these are just some of the lessons that you will learn in Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So you know what to do. You can sign up at spiritjunkienation.com. Next up, I'm talking to Danielle. You might remember her from last week's episode. She is a high vibe, passionate speaker and coach. She inspires individuals to stop playing small and to create a life and business of their dreams. All right, Danielle. So, what does it mean to you to be a spiritual boss lady? Ooh, it means power.
0: Um, and not, it's here, here's the thing. Okay. So, being a spiritual boss lady, it means this really amazing personal yet universal power, not the corporate power, not the greed, not the stuff you're seeing on TV or in politics. It's this personal power of knowing I have a force that is so strong, so truthful, so limitless, so energetic that I get to work with that I am unstoppable. And that is the true beauty of blending your spirituality with your Work as a boss lady, boss. I like to say boss babe. When you bring those two worlds together, right? Boss babe, I, I yeah, like boss, boss babe. babe. So spiritual boss babe um, is is knowing that yes, I work for something really great. I love the fact that I my CEO is freaking the universe, right? And so I'm always submitting proposals, and I'm always like, okay, like this is what I'm going to be working on. This is my budget. Make it happen right and it's like i'll do my part you do yours and um you know this is my budget for the month like make sure i get paid and it's like i always get my paycheck somehow and it's just like such a fun surprising open way to work. And so it's trusting in the work and the way that you want to operate, but then also within that being open to it, always working out, being open to really cool surprises, being okay with the fact that you're not always going to be able to see in a tangible way, the results immediately, but they're there and they always come and they always come at the exact right moment. And so I think there's this beautiful blend of trust and patience. And also just, you know, again, going back to this idea of, of owning your power and being rewarded for it.
5: Um, That was brilliant. I need to go back and listen now 10 times because (laughs) I love that so much. You said something about how, you know, each month you're kind of making this contract with the universe. This is what I'm going to do. Here's my proposal. Let's do this together. We're co-creating. Can you tell us a little bit about like what that process looks like? I know that you do Kundalini meditation and you have lots of spiritual practices. What does that practice look like so that you can manifest exactly what you want each month?
0: Yes. So I'm glad you brought up the the Kundalini and, and things of that nature because I felt like I had to kind of get that right first. Like I feel like in the beginning, it's like, okay, you want to be really clear on what you're doing in your business and how you want to show up for it. It's so important that you get clear and will it change along the way? Yes, absolutely. Your business is always going to evolve, especially again, if you're spiritual, it has to evolve, right? Like that's what we're here to do. So trust that your business is always going to be evolving, but first get to the space where you know, you trust, you understand, what it is that you're showing up for, and then start to get your spiritual tools in place. Kundalini yoga is a great way to do it. There are a lot of different uh, prosperity mudras that you can do. There are songs, where you can literally sit in a meditation and call in a miracle magnet what it is that you desire, kind of find these things that work in that way. And then once you kind of get into that space where you understand, oh, I have these tools for manifestation and I have this amazing business plan, you merge them together. So you take your business plan you're saying, okay, this is what I'm bringing out into the world. I am confident. I am ready to do the thing. And here's what I project will happen here universe. Okay. This is what I'm putting out there. Let's say it's a group coaching launch that you're going to be doing. And you want to call in 12 people into this group coaching program and you're going to charge thousand dollars per person, right? So you let the universe know, okay, here's my group coaching program. Here's why it's fantastic. Here's how it's transformational. Here is how it's going to change lives and make impact. There are 12 souls that are ready for this. That I will be calling in the price point is thousand dollars. Bring it on. And, and that's what I do. And then I just literally leave it. And then I just focus on spreading the word, right. And letting people know. And so that's my part in all of it. And then trusting that all the slots will be filled. What happens sometimes though, which is also very cool. Sometimes I'll be promoting something or I'll tell you, you know, like, this is my projections. This is what I'm promoting. This is how much I want to make. Sometimes what will happen is, is I'll be promoting something. I won't be calling in the right people in that way, but then all of a sudden people will pop up in another way. And I still make the money that I said I wanted to make. So like the universe sometimes will oversee and know better and be like, mm, Danielle, we're not crazy about that project that you're putting out. So we're going to send you a couple other people in a different direction to make you look this way and see this is where you're needed. I've come to find that the more you do this work, the more you start to realize how this partnership works. Sometimes you call it in and the universe is like, yep, that's in check. Here you go. And then other times you're trying to call it in in. The universe is like, mm, this is a little wonky. Why don't I propose this for you? And you're like, oh, well, this is cool too. So I'll take it. And you roll from there.
5: I love this. Thank you for breaking that down. I mean, it's so true that we can manifest this stuff, but sometimes the universe has other plans, but either way you can get what it is that you seek. As long as you're putting out a, you know, something good that serves the world, there's no reason that we can't have it all. And so I love what being a spiritual boss babe means to you. I really appreciate it. And I will say that sometimes spirit will call you To raise your prices because you're valuing yourself higher. And that's happened to me where I was doing a program and no one was buying. And I was like, oh no. I went into, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. And then I sat down and watched what I had created. And I was like, this is amazing. Okay. I had to remind myself how great it was. And I had to raise my prices for the people to come and purchase. And that seems counterintuitive. And look, Sometimes you may have to lower your prices. Sometimes you've talked to too many entrepreneurs out there who are like, whatever your price is, double it, right? And you're like, okay. And then you're like, but that's not quite in alignment. So there is an art to this and we're always constantly figuring it out and testing. But if you're in alignment, you start somewhere, then you will be guided to what's exactly right. Thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate you answering our spiritual boss babe question, spiritual boss lady, whatever you want to call yourselves, Hills <laughs> nation. And that is something that we learn very hardcore in um, Spirit Junkie Masterclass, and that is what Gabby is aiming to do: is raise up people who are spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, people who have a message to share with the world. That's what I'm doing. That's what Danielle's doing, and we've got Spirit Junkie Masterclass. For sale coming up as well. So we will keep you posted on all of that. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Where can everyone find you online?
0: Mm, you're so welcome, babe. I am Com. Find me, find me chilling there or check out my podcast, Gypsy After Hours.
5: Gypsy After Hours is the best. Add it yeah. to your playlist right now, Food Heals Nation. All right, so you know Danielle is also a spirit junkie and she took her teachings from class to build an incredible platform of podcasting, speaking, coaching and stand-up comedy to share her message with the world. And in fact, Danielle's actually spoken across the country doing keynote speeches, retreats, corporate engagements, all that good stuff. So if that's a dream of yours, just know that if you can dream it, it's possible for you. And that's one of the things that Spirit Junkie Masterclass can help you do because it also helped me do that as well. I've been speaking at events, like I told you, throughout the United States and Europe. I couldn't have even imagined that two years ago. If I saw myself two years from now and I said, I'm an international speaker, I would be like, ha, what? Like it it did not even seem possible. And now that's what I'm doing. And it's a part of my work. And it's a part of my life. And I'm able to spread my message. And I get to go to cool places and meet amazing people and get up on stage and riff and speak my truth. And it's been incredible. So just know that these things are all possible for you if you desire them. And I know that just like me and like Leslie and like Danielle and like the the three upcoming people. Yes, this is a long one, people. I'm sorry. There's three more people coming up, but they're all great. So please stay tuned and see who resonates with you. I love sharing these stories because I get a little bit something different from each person and that's really valuable to me. So I just know that, you know, like me, like all the beautiful women on the podcast today, you have a message to share with the world. Okay. I know you do. It's inside of you. Maybe you want to share a message through song. Maybe you're a secret singer. Any shower singers out there? I know I'm one. Karaoke, it's my jam. I'm a secret singer. And eventually, maybe in two years from now, I'm going to say, hey, I could have never imagined that I'd be singing on stage, right? Whatever it is inside of you, if it's a passion about health, maybe you're like me and you have a story. You've gone through something with loved ones or on your own and you've overcome something and now you want to share that with the world and you just don't know how. Spirit Junkie Masterclass is going to give you the tools to do so. It's practical and spiritual. So we're going to meditate, but we're also going to get really, really clear on how to do social media authentically and effectively, how to create online courses, how to start a podcast, how to write a book. Gabby is a number one New York Times best-selling author. Who else is better to learn from? about writing and selling books. So if you want to write, if you want to sing, if you want to podcast, if you want to have a YouTube series, if you want to create courses, the list goes on and on. You can do that, right? You can get paid for it. You can live happily and passionately every single day. So I'm really excited about this course. As you can tell, I can't shut up about it. So I'm sorry to anyone who is totally not interested. Just keep skipping ahead. you know, the Press the 15 or the 30-second button, depending on what app you're using, to get to the interviews because they're still really good. And we do have some really great content coming your way in July. We've got some great interviews back to health and wellness and more the body and some beauty. We've got some beauty coming up. So get excited for that. But for those of you who are interested in Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I want to tell you a little bit about the modules because these are great. Um, You can listen to them or watch them. So you can watch the video, which is beautiful HD video. It's just a joy to watch. You can project it to your HD screen. That's what I do. I just do the, you know, you know how to share it to your Apple TV. Does everyone know how to do that? Um, I'm not going to walk you through it, but you can probably figure it out. So you can watch it on your television. You can watch it on your computer, or you can download the audio and create what I've done is I have my iTunes playlist and I will listen to specific ones that I want to listen to. Sometimes I really need to hear something about mantras or meditation or Kundalini yoga. And sometimes I want, to hear the one about how to create a digital course and I've listened to it before but each time I'm going to gain new insight from it because of where I'm at at the moment so for example the first time I heard the digital course creation which is taught by Derek Halperin because not only does Gabby teach but she has um, speakers come in and teach you as well so when I first listened to that course, I was like, this is incredible. This is brand new information. Wow, my mind was blown. Then I listened to it. By the third time I listened to it, probably within you know six months, I was like, oh, this is basic. I got this. So I was learning each time, implementing, and then I got to the point where I understood it and I knew it. Like in the back of my mind, I could probably teach that course now, right? So it takes time, but if you listen a lot, you're going to gain a lot. Um, Same with the meditations. Every time you meditate, something new is lifted. You create space for something more. You heal a little bit more. So it's just a great resource that you'll have for the rest of your life to look back upon. And I'm still looking back upon it all of the time. I know many spirit junkies that are as well, but let me just quickly go through the modules. Um, So you get a little taste of what you're going to get. And each module has a lot of courses within the module, which I'm not going to get into because then you would probably be skipping ahead because it would just be like, too much at the moment. And I really want to get to our, our remaining interviews. So module one is how to step into your purpose. Module two is how to release fear and clear the path. Module three is how to tap into your greatest source of power. Module four is how to hold space. Module five is how to make money for your great work. Module six is soulful marketing and manifesting media for your message. Module seven is how to bring your stories to life as an author and a public speaker. Module eight is how to turn your vision into your reality. So if you're interested, again, just go to spiritjunkienation.com or email me your questions at info at foodhealsnation.com. All right, next up, I'm talking to another entrepreneur. She is a Food Heals podcast favorite. You know her very well because she has been on multiple episodes of the podcast, including our roundtable of wellness podcasts. Warriors. She's the eco vegan gal, Whitney Lauritsen.
2: You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
5: All right. So, Whitney, you're one of my favorite spiritual boss babes, and we do a lot of this bossing business together, which is always so much fun. You are a frequent co-host of the Food Heals podcast. And I love your story because you left your nine to five type of job to pursue your passion years ago, Eco Vegan Gal. You've now transitioned into creative wealth, and you are doing so many amazing things. You're currently giving a talk, which I'm so excited to hear more about. It's called Radical Social Media Strategies to Increase the Power and Profit of Your Brand. So I would love for you to just remind our audience a
1: little bit about what you do, and then let's dive into that beautiful title of your talk. Thank you. I'm really excited about this talk, and I feel like this is a talk I'm going to be giving frequently because it really resonates with me. And a little bit about me as I started the brand Eco Vegan Gal and along the way got really passionate about helping other people with social media and monetization. So I've been coaching for four or five years now, pretty seriously, started a brand called Creative Wealth that was originally just a online course. And Then that transitioned into an online community where I do group coaching and it's, it's just evolved into a bunch of online trainings and it's a lot. So a lot has come up out of that, that brand. And now I'm transitioning everything to the Whitney Lauritsen brand. And it'll be basically the, the brand that houses a lot of the eco vegan gal content, the creative wealth content, and it's really merging together the, personal wellness side of things that I've been doing for almost 10 years and all of the business coaching and brand strategy, because I feel like they all basically are part of the same thing, the same pain point. And a big mission of mine is to help people reduce suffering, especially emotionally, you know, all this emotional suffering that we go through, whether it's with our health or it's with making money. And I, I want to help people feel more fulfilled and, and make life a little bit easier.
5: Well, you have a beautiful mission and I have been a follower of yours for a long time, a friend of yours for a long time, and I just love what you do. And so for anyone listening, can you talk a little bit about how your mindset factors in to your business and how you wake up every day doing something you're passionate about
1: and getting paid for it and how you made that shift? Absolutely. I was very blessed to have a grandfather who I was very close to until he passed in 2016. And I still feel close to him, of course. And he, I think, passed on to me one of the most valuable things that he could have, which was the power of positive thinking. He actually read the book by that title from Norman Vincent Peale, and he had a whole collection of Norman's books. My, my grandfather's name was Norman, too. And so I actually now have his collection of books, which is like something I hold very dear and near to me. And I realized this, that he lived till he was 97 and a half, and he was lucid and happy until I imagine his last breath, I, I wasn't there for his last breath, but I saw him within the last 48 hours of his life. And I was, I felt like I was just talking to my grandfather, I wasn't talking to like my dying grandfather, you know, and he that just really stuck with me and, and, and impacted me my whole life about how much our positive mindset impacts us. And what an amazing example I had of somebody that was positive till the very end. You know, And I think that actually my I had a contrast of both my grandmothers struggled, I think, with positivity. One of them especially, it was really a big downfall for her. And she just let herself waste away. And it was just kind of this woe is me perspective. And as far as I know, most of her life was like that. So she passed away earlier than she probably needed to. And she just kind of attracted illness and she attracted kind of like a victim mentality. And so I had these contrasts in my family and was really able to just examine how they worked in these people that were older than me. And then when it came to business, I started really noticing the difference energetically and also success-wise in terms of how I measure success in the people that have a more positive mindset. And I I've been creating content and building my brand for almost 10 years. And I've seen a lot of people come and go over the years. And the people that I've looked up to have been there pretty much the entire time. And just to see like, for a great example is Chris Carr, and she's very connected to Gabrielle Bernstein and Marie Forleo and this kind of pack of amazing women. And there's a bunch of them that are kind of all friends. And and they are kind of like this group of women that have really been a great example for me because I feel like all of their success comes down to their positive mindset. These women are so strong-minded and in a very positive way. It's like they have that can-do attitude that nothing's going to get in their way. They have great missions that are about helping people and healing the world. And they just push forward with that positive light all the time. And you can't help but enjoy them, you know? And so they're fantastic examples of women that are showing the impact of that. And so that's basically how I'm living my life personally and professionally as well.
5: Yeah. And you definitely do embody that. And I know we talk a lot about this offline, um, but what are some of the practices that you use in your daily life or your morning routine or anything like that, that really help you get centered and in that positive space and not in that, what was me or I'm not good enough, or is my product or service good enough? How do you get, how do
1: you make sure that you're staying in the positive and in that flow? Well, first of all, I would say I still struggle with this a lot. I see myself making progress. So one of the things is to notice my progress, to acknowledge the progress. I one thing I need to practice more often is is, verbally sharing my gratitude list. So you had that amazing interview. What is her name again? Is it Lisa Thomas? Is that her name? Lisa. Yes. That'll be coming up.
5: Food Heals Nation. Stay tuned. Whitney and I interviewed Lisa Thomas. She is an intuitive, amazing healer and she helps heal you from past DNA
1: trauma, trauma in your DNA, from past generations yes, yeah, she what an incredible interview that was I, <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it again and I want to do a session with her. one of the the most helpful things she said in that session was that it's not just beneficial to write out what you're grateful for, you actually need to say it out loud for it to be really powerful. And that's something that I'm I'm going to start doing. I I, it's funny how you can hear advice. And sometimes it can take some time to implement it. Like, why didn't I why haven't I implemented it already? That's where the blocks come up. So I think for me, the part of the progress is knowing where my blocks are. That's super, super helpful. And not beating myself up about my blocks in terms of the things that I have been doing that have been really helpful is I I have a really long list because I'm always like, what else can I add? I love crystals. And it's interesting because in just a year or so, a little over a year, I've collected so many crystals. Like, I feel like once I found myself Interested in them? They they have just appeared in my life as gifts. I've barely bought any. How fun. And now I'm like at my desk. I'm looking at probably twenty of them just in this one line of sight. I have them all over my home, and I just adore them. I love looking at them. Likewise, I, I also find plants are super healing. So I I just bought a beautiful white orchid that's on my desk, and just looking at that makes me feel so happy because it's alive and beautiful. And I have this nice uh, plant in a corner of my home and my window looks out into the garden. So visual things that show abundance of so flowers and plants are very abundant, crystals are about abundance, and they have so many different energetic properties. So essential oils, I usually I use a ton of essential oils. I am a huge believer in aromatherapy. So visually, crystals and plants are very they again, they just trigger that feeling of abundance and calmness. So I feel like the more grounded and calm I am, the better I act in my life. And I find that crystals and plants are perfect for that. And then essential oils, the aromatherapy has really helped me a lot. And it's cool because each of them has a different purpose. So I have some that are good for waking me up and motivating me. I have some that are great for calming me down and relaxing me and preparing me for sleep. I have some that are good for more of the mental stimulation during the day. I have an essential oil diffuser right by my desk and I almost always have something in there. If I don't have that going, I'll light a candle for aromatherapy and also a visual stimulant. And then I have incense that I'll burn and I just love having a smell in the air. And I also like putting essential oils on my body. So there are some essential oils that are designed to be applied directly to your skin. They're a little diluted and I put on probably five different types of essential oils each day of like the types that you rub on the spray around you. I have roller roll-ons. I mean, they're all over my home and that helps me too. I have some by my desk. I have some on my bedside table and I have some in my bathroom. So basically wherever I am in my home, I see the essential oils and I'm reminded to put them on. And as soon as I do, I feel fantastic. Thinking about your different senses, I think is helpful, right? Music. So that's another sense, right? Playing a meditation that you can listen to, whether you're meditating or working or trying to relax, like any type of stimulating music and then Uh, The opposite end of the spectrum is music that really gets me pumped up. So I have a playlist of music that gets me really excited. And sometimes I'll just listen to it and dance around or I'll sing along Or I'll use my rebounder, my mini trampoline, and I'll just jump up and down throughout a whole song and I'll get the energy moving through my body. That makes a huge difference too. And I actually would like to do that more. I think movement is really, really key to high performance. So I I like to try to stand up at least once an hour. I have an Apple watch that actually reminds me to stand up every hour, which is very helpful. So you can set a timer or you can get some sort of a device that, that tells you when to stand up and move your body because that really changes your energy too.
5: Yeah. When you sit for too long, it's over, you know, it totally de-energizes you. It's bad for your spine We got to get up. We got to get moving. I love the music. I always put on music as like an interlude in my day and just like, I'll just dance for five minutes and it's going to uplift me and make me feel even better about whatever it is I'm doing next.
1: Yep. And you can do affirmations. So I'll do those every once in a while. I'm not, I want to make that part of my daily practice. And I I have at times, I'm a little out of sync with that, but I've had uh, audio recordings I've listened to, and I'll just repeat the affirmations they're saying, or I'll read off affirmations as well. So using my voice, the other thing I like to do is consuming products that make me feel good. So I start my day every morning with A glass of water and probiotics. And those are vital for digestion. One thing I've been studying lately is more about hormones. So I can understand how I'm going to feel on different periods of my cycle. Right. And I think it was in one of the recommendations for my cycle about how our gut actually, a lot of our emotions, I didn't know that that was in our gut as well. And and that was part of the the reason to take probiotics. And I'm so glad I read that because it's like, I know the gut is such a huge thing for health, but I didn't think about it for my mental health. So no wonder probiotics So helpful, you know, they they just really make a profound difference in how I feel each day. So I start off with water probiotics and then I'll sometimes take a B12 supplement. I'll I'll play around with a few different types of supplements like turmeric. I alternate between tea and coffee and always organic, always like the best quality of, of either that I can find. And I'll decide if I need some sort of mental stimulation, or I want it, I should say. So if I didn't get as much sleep, or I feel like maybe that part of my cycle, I'm feeling a little more tired, maybe I'll use caffeine just to kind of get me going and focused. Or if not, then I'll have an herbal tea and I love using things like superfoods and just kind of understanding like medicinal mushrooms, I think are incredible and really tuning into how I'm going to feel physically and by, in terms of what I'm drinking and eating, that makes a really big difference. And I feel like that's like an ongoing experiment because each of us are slightly different. So uh, I just kind of like to experiment with my diet to see what's going to make me feel my best. Yeah.
5: Well, you know, I do that too. And I love all of my different tinctures and superfoods, and yeah. experimenting with that, seeing how things make me feel, um, adding more into my diet at different times of the day to experiment with energy so I don't have to be a coffee addict. So those are right. really good tips. and. Um, Give us a couple of maybe takeaways from your talk, Radical Social Media Strategies to Increase the Power and
1: Profit of Your Brand. Well, I have a lot. So <laughs> let me see which ones kind of naturally come to mind here. The really the biggest messaging that I'm trying to hone in is for more of us to learn how to tune into ourselves. And of course, one of the best ways to do this, which I think a lot of us know, but don't necessarily put into practice, including myself is meditation. I go through phases where I'm really good about meditating. And then I'll go through phases where I'm not as much. And there is a huge difference. I mean, meditation, I feel like is one of those things I really wish that was taught to every child. Because if I were to be in practice of it, my whole life, I can't imagine like what would have shifted for me even earlier. And sometimes meditation, I feel like can happen in a less formal way. So there can be kind of moving meditations, or you could be in the shower and kind of be meditating. There are so many little moments where you can just kind of tune into your heart and less within your head. And that I feel like is really the big key. I have studied so many different methodologies of business, of strategy, high performance, social media. I've been really passionate about this for about 10 years now, and really the advice if I were to get like a concentrated piece of advice from all these books and podcasts and courses and videos that I've been absorbing for all these years. I would say the bottom line, it comes down to mindset and it comes down to valuing ourselves, having that self-worth, letting go of those limiting beliefs. I also am a huge believer in manifestation and it happens in so many miraculous ways. I do believe that there's some higher power, whether it's God or universe, whatever you want to label it as. I think that when you verbally out loud or at the minimum, write down the things that you want, they will show up if you are clear on them. And one thing I set an intention for for 2018 which is when we're recording this is that i wanted to let go of limiting beliefs and man you got to be careful what you wish for sometimes because when you ask for things the universe is so powerful I have seen tremendous shifts in my mindset in even just the past few weeks, like it'll just come in waves of suddenly releasing, 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 and having aha moments, realizations. And sometimes it's really tough. And I think this is why a lot of people hold on to limiting beliefs is because it can be scary to let go of old mental habits. But when you do let them go and you discover what's underneath them, it is astounding how much it'll change your life. And so I'm on a mission right now to get very clear about them for myself because I want to, I know I can help more people if I'm coming from less of a place of fear, more of a place of love and more of a place of worthiness less of a place of I'm not good enough, which is a state that I've been stuck in for most of my life. So for me, it's been like looking back, what were the things I heard as a kid? What were the feelings I was experiencing? Who said it to me? Why did I believe them? How has that impacted me? And the more that I kind of tune into this, the more I can understand why those mental patterns were created, And then just said, they're not serving me anymore. And it's not always that easy. It's taking me a long time to get through it. I I, I think it's an ongoing process, but it's about shedding those layers. And so the, the more that you focus on this through all these different practices that we've been talking about, it's just, I look at all of this as like layer shedding. So every day I'm letting go of something more and more and I'm tuning into my heart more and I'm trying to understand the difference between my ego and my heart and the love and the fear, right? So we kind of like live with, Allison, you were saying this in one of the interviews we did together, how it's like having an angel and a devil on your shoulder, that that iconic imagery, right? Is that's like the ego is the devil and the angel is the love in your heart. And the more that you focus on that angel, that love, the more that you focus on that spiritual energy or universe or God, the clearer it becomes and the less fear you have. And then suddenly life just feels so much easier and more joyful and things just start coming together and you're fulfilled. And I really feel like that's within everybody. But we just have a culture of so much fear that unfortunately, a lot of us have to kind of shovel our way out of it. And some people have it worse than others in the sense that they've been raised or surrounded by a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And we get fear from the media, we get fear from our family, our friends, we get fear in in places you know, unintentional places, right? It just kind of gets repeated and pushed into our minds. So, my goal with all my work, but specifically this talk that you mentioned, Allison, is like to really just give people permission to let go of that. And catch themselves when they're coming from a place of fear and identify ways that they can be more in in a place of love so that they can really serve the world in the way that they kind of like their mission and their purpose that each of us has.
5: Yeah, we all have a purpose. And if we are not truly stepping into our power, then we are doing a disservice to ourselves and the world. And so it's not about staying small. It's about shining so that other people can shine too. I think a lot of people think I have to stay small because, and whatever the because is, is the stuff you got to put in that meditation on that pillow and leave it right, so that we can expand. And I played an episode. I played a clip in the last episode where um Gabby Bernstein, it's from Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, and Gabby is um talking about how she was meditating, just hanging out with Oprah. She put Oprah on the meditation (laughs) pillow. She's like, what up? Oh, like hanging out. And she finally got the call. Hey, Oprah wants to have you on the show. And so it's like, Letting go of our ego that is going to tell us, because the ego, people think the ego is saying, oh, you're so great. No, the ego is protecting us and going, mm-hmm.
1: oh, don't get too big. You're not good enough. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that interesting, too? Like, you're right. We do identify as the ego as like being too big for your britches or something right. like that, <laughs> right? And it, you're exactly right, Allison. It's like, I think that the people that seem to have the biggest egos are the most fearful. Like that's really, really like when, when you see someone that seems like they're bragging all the time and they think they're so great, those people are usually terrified and those people usually have the worst self-worth issues. Like, and they are mask, it's like a mask that they're wearing that looks like they've got it all figured out or they're, they love themselves so much, but generally there's a different energy. That's one of the biggest things that I've noticed is, is just being aware of energy whether you're naturally energetically sensitive or you need to tune into your energy I think all of us have that ability to sense energy and the more layers you shed the easier it is to to tune into yourself and I've noticed the more attuned I am I can identify fear versus love and you literally can feel it in the room and and actually since we're recording this before I'm doing my talk tomorrow I am now re- recognizing that my big mission with my talk is to create love in that a feeling of love in that room so that people will remember what it's like to be surrounded by love, and less in that place of of fear. Because I think a lot of people, you know, whether you're listening to this, or you go to a conference or something, you're in this room of strangers, and you're thinking, oh, like, I don't, maybe I'm not good enough to be here. I shouldn't say anything. I, I can't raise my hand and ask a question because I've it's not a good question. Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I feel that I felt that at the conference today, it's like, I get this, this discomfort feeling like, Ooh, I don't want to be here. You know, it's like, it's a disconnection. And when we connect with one another, which is this like one of the deepest human desires and needs is to connect with live human beings. I think that that's one of the big reasons people go to events is to actually connect. But what has happened at most events is you walk in you don't know anybody you're terrified you don't want anyone to see any of your weaknesses that only you really see and so people stay small but if imagine what would happen if you walked into a room that was designed to be a space of love and suddenly you kind of feel this blossoming and you are able to connect with people on a deeper level that's where so much shift happens and that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Well, good luck. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for
5: sharing some tips from your entrepreneurial experience and from your talk. And this episode is really part of our spiritual entrepreneur series brought to us by Gabby Bernstein's spirit junkie masterclass. And that is available to join right now at SpiritJunkieNation.com. It's available until Thursday. June 21st. And if they join, Whitney has offered us an amazing bonus. Whitney, can you tell us about your Creative Wealth course that you're offering as a bonus
1: to Food Eals Nation? I created the Creative Wealth course. I think it was three years ago as of the time that we're recording this. And uh, every year I like to revamp it and I like to add to it. I like to spruce it up. And so as a bonus, anyone who signs up for through Allison for a spirit junkie is also going to get Access to this course, and it's all about how to monetize your passions for creating content around wellness. So, if you want to podcast or you already have a podcast and you're learning how to monetize it, this is a great resource. This is great if you are doing social media like Instagram, Facebook, if you're making videos on YouTube or other platforms, you're a blogger or or you want to, you desire to do any of this. One of my favorite things to do is to teach people who create content online, educational wellness content specifically, to support them in figuring out how to keep their brands not only sustainable financially, but profitable so that they can have more flexibility and freedom in their lives and businesses. Creative Wealth is a self-paced course that guides you through all of that. Perfect. Well, thank you
5: so much for your generous offer. I'm really excited to have it as one of the bonuses. And before we get off, where can everyone find you online?
1: WhitneyLoritzen.com is the URL. And right now, my social media is under EcoVeganGal that may be shifting or probably will be shifting later this year. I don't know what my new your, my new uh, social media handle is going to be, but for now you can find me on EcoVeganGal. But if you go to WhitneyLortzen.com, you'll find me wherever I am in the future. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Whit. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
5: All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my good friend, Whitney. And speaking of bonuses that you're going to get with Spirit Junkie Digital Masterclass, if you decide to take it, I want to go through those now so you know what you're going to get besides what we've been talking about, which is the course. There are all these bonuses that are really, really incredible. So to get the bonuses, you have to enroll by June 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Where am I? In Pacific time, California. You can do the math uh, for whatever country you're in because I can't do that math. I am sorry. I just got back from Italy. I'm still jet lagged. I don't know what time it is here. I don't know what time it is there. So if you enroll by June 21st at 6 p.m. Thursday, Gabby is offering incredible bonuses and we are offering incredible bonuses. So here you go. You're going to get the Spirit Junkie Business Basics Digital Program. So Gabby created this program with her team of business pro. It's got the nuts and bolts you need to set up a business, contracts, negotiating tools, insurance information, and much more. I personally use the contract that she gave us for free. This is included. It's an independent contractor contract that you can give to anyone you hire. So you don't have to hire a lawyer or hire an employee to get something done. You just get an independent contractor who can work a few hours a week or do a job for you, and it's great. It's an easy way to get your business going. So things like that, Gabby is going to give you for free. You're also going to get, this is my favorite, God is My Publicist digital course. So Gabby has a PR background. That is where she started when she was about 20 years old. She's been doing this for longer than anyone I personally know in the PR world. So she really demystifies publicity and marketing in this course She talks about what she did and how you can implement it into your life. So, if you have a product or a service or a podcast or a show or whatever you may have and you want to get it out there to the world, a book, she's going to help you with that PR and get it out there. You can get on a New York Times bestsellers list. You can get Uh, media coverage on television. There are so many ways to get PR press releases, which are actually not my favorite and most effective form of PR, but it's a great place to start. So she's going to walk you through all of that and what she's done really effectively. You're also going to get two live group online training sessions with Gabby. So valuable. The first one is going to help you clarify your visions and clear any obstacles holding you back. The second one will get you into action. And I feel like that's really what The whole Spirit Junkie Masterclass is all about. It's about taking these spiritually aligned steps to remove blocks. And then you can take action from a place of peace, love, and joy, not a place of scarcity, fear, all that stuff, right? So those calls are really going to help you out. I love my calls with Gabby. They are my favorite. She's the best coach. You're also going to get lifetime access to the Spirit Junkie Masterclass community. This is a private Facebook page where you can talk about your stuff and it's private enough that you feel safe. It's a safe space to get advice, to give advice. It's a really beautiful place to connect with other people who are going through something similar that you are going through. And it's, Somewhere where I've made good friends. I've made online friends, and then some of them I've met in person, and it's been an incredible experience. So you can find spirit junkies in your community and not feel so alone doing this like spiritual stuff, right? That's $3,500 in bonuses, right? I've also got bonuses for you. They are worth $1,999 and you can find them at spiritjunkienation.com. So I will lovingly give you my podcast secrets course. That's like tips and tricks and secrets. (laughs) I love the word secrets on finding monetary and marketing success as a podcaster. And a lot of these marketing tips can be applied to other things. So if you're not a podcaster, you can apply them to video. There's a lot of strategies in there about events, Um, holding events, whether you have a book or a podcast or a video series or something else, you can hold an event and people will pay you and you can get sponsors. And so I talk all about that, how to do that. It's not as hard as you may think. So that's number one. You're also going to get six, powerful manifestation meditations. And these are read and written by our very own Susie Hardy. These are going to help your body heal and love itself to the fullest. They are really beautiful meditations that I just know that you're going to enjoy. You've also got never before heard VIP food heals podcast. These are six months worth of content, but really we deep dive into three areas. Okay. We deep dive into spirituality. We deep dive into business and we deep dive into health and wellness. So there's three topics, there's three per month, and that's for six months, okay? VIP episodes. You're also going to get a one-on-one coaching call with best-selling author and founder of Copy That Pops, Laura Peterson. She's a good friend of mine. You might remember her from our Love Based Business episode about a week ago, and she has taught me so much about copywriting, about self-publishing, and she's doing incredible things. So that's a really good value add. It's a $650 value because she that's how much she charges for a, a phone call. So good for you, girl. Um, but that's just such a great bonus that I'm really excited about. Another bonus that Whitney mentioned, thank you, Whitney, is her Creative Wealth Digital Course. This is a great course. I'm really excited to share it with you. And it's just a good bonus that ties along perfectly to what you're going to get in Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So thank you, Whitney. This is my favorite. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're all my favorite, but really, this is like what people love to get is swag. So you're going to get a gorgeous Lululemon swag bag delivered right to your door. It's packed full of my favorite organic, vegan, natural health and beauty products. I've got all brand new stuff this year. So if you've gotten a swag bag in the past, I've got new stuff for you. Okay. So that's really, really exciting. So you'll get all of Gabby's bonuses at a $3,500 value, plus all of our bonuses, which are worth almost $2,000 when you sign up for Spirit Junkie Digital Masterclass by June 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern. Again, I don't know how to do the time zone math. You do it on your own. But uh, maybe just sign up the day before or just sign up today. Whatever you want to do, spiritjunkienation.com. So if you're still with me, I've got two more interviews for you with two incredibly successful spirit junkies. Okay. These are like top of the line, making that money, doing what they love. Okay. Entrepreneurs. So the first one we're going to talk to is Lynn. She is a spiritual success and mindset coach for powerhouse women. I've personally worked with her. I've spoken at her beautiful event in Ireland called high vibe live. I mean, what a great title. And she is just such a force, and I love her advice and listening to her speak because she's got the most gorgeous accent in the world. And you know, this is another example of an opportunity that came about because I was a spirit junkie. So I met Lynn. Lynn was impressed by me just being myself. I didn't pitch to her, I want to speak. And she said, I want you in Ireland and you're going to speak to my tribe. And I flew to Ireland, they put me up in the most gorgeous hotel. I've ever been to, I think. I mean, Ireland is beautiful. So what are you going to do? But I had this incredible experience with these incredible women and I got to speak on stage in front of them and share my truth. And it was just a great experience. And that's because I was a spirit junkie. No other reason. I didn't apply to speak. I didn't have to put together a po- I did I ended up putting together a PowerPoint. But I didn't have to put together a proposal and say, "Am I good enough? Do you want me to speak?" She approached me. So that's one of the benefits of being a spirit junkie is you're going to connect with all of these super powerhouse people who are doing amazing things just like you are. So, let's talk to Lynn. All right, so I'm here with Lynn Taggart, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite spirit junkies. We've had so many wonderful memories together in New York and Ireland. And Lynn, you are like such a fierce female and you definitely epitomize the topic for today, which is like a spiritual boss lady, a spiritual boss babe. Can you tell me what that means
2: to you? Wow. So I really see this as being like the powerhouse woman who's super tuned in to herself to her energy to her spiritual practice and really allowing time to put that first and foremost and kind of fuel her success so even though she's really good at the action and she has this amazing business she pulls back every single day and really honors that spiritual practice knowing that it's going to set her up for even more success And so what are some of the spiritual practices
5: that you do on a daily basis that help you with your business and your family?
2: So... One of the things that I love to do is create space for that spiritual practice. And to be honest, I'm intuitive and, you know, I it changes every day. I get up and it's literally like, what would you have me do? And so some days it is meditation. Some days it's intuitive writing where I'm kind of channeling and writing out, you know, that's anything that's really coming through or I'll ask a specific question and something that I want guidance with. I also love to do breath work and use essential oils just to really tune into something. So, for example, if there was something I wanted to shift in my energy or I wanted to really visualize something, I'm going to pick an oil and and use that as well. But the key for me is to do it first thing in the morning because if I don't, it's kind of like having that lie in and then you feel groggy for the rest of the day. You know, I really need to do it before the kids are out of bed and take that time. What I've realized is that I was going about it all wrong for quite a while. I thought that I had to do it. The the shift that I've really, you know, taught my clients is that to honor yourself, to have this process of self-love and empowerment in your life, choose to do it for that reason like it shouldn't feel forced it shouldn't feel heavy it shouldn't feel like going to the gym I really don't want to do it but I have to do it it should be I'm doing it because I choose to honor the richest part of me which is my soul my spiritual connection and my energy when I fully embodied that I really found a very profound shift in transformation in the information and the guidance that I was receiving
5: Beautiful. And I'm a big fan of writing. And there's a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. So I'm always writing not only to do lists, but I'm writing out goals and visions of myself and visions of the world that I want to create. And I'm trying to really put pen to paper and see what inspiration comes very often as well. And you said intuitive writing. I love that. Can you talk more about that and, and, and what that helps? You create in the world,
2: yeah. So, intuitive writing is where instead of just sitting down and writing anything, I'm taking time to really, you know, do a couple of deep breaths and connect with my inner being. And um, your inner being can also be your intuition, your higher self. I like to ask a question, and so if there's mm-hmm. something I want support with, um, I'll ask a very specific question, and I'll close my eyes. I'll listen for just you know 30 seconds or something it used to be like I didn't trust the answer that I heard and now I've learned to really trust what it is that I'm hearing and just write it down and then I'll even ask another question like what does that look like what does that mean why are you saying that because I will question parts of it just literally allow the pen to move across the page It's mind-blowing I never thought I would be able to do this I was like you I was always writing making lists journaling setting intentions and so another powerful thing that I do like to do is create intentions and be appreciative of the things that I've already created I haven't created them the reality is they haven't happened but I'm writing them down and I'm saying something like I'm really appreciative for my mastermind in New York with all of these amazing girlfriends. If that hasn't happened, I'm writing it as if it has happened because I'm bringing it into reality. And so like you said, I'm beginning that co-creation process. I'm setting myself up to have the belief that it's possible for me. And that for me has been really, really powerful in actually those things happening in my life and business. And that's something I would highly recommend anybody listening to this podcast should begin to do and just watch what happens.
5: I know, watch what happens. It's incredible. And I agree with you. We don't want to write like, next year, I will be X or in 10 years, I envision this, just write it in the present. And when you write in the present, it appears for you and it appears faster than you may expect. So be careful what you write, make sure it's really what yes. you want.
2: Yes, it has to be something like if you if you definitely don't want it, please don't write it.
5: <laughs> right. And that's another thing I do recommend writing and burning too. So let's say like you're on the page and you're upset about something. So if you're going to write When you're upset, that's okay too because it takes it out, the energy out of you and onto the page. But then you don't want to keep it because then you're holding on to that energy. So you want to burn it if you're in a safe space to burn or you just rip it up into tiny pieces and just let it go because when you write it down and get it out of you, that's great. But we don't want to keep the energy near us. So write it down and burn it. But if it's good energy, if it's positive, if it's something you want to manifest, then you can definitely keep it in a journal. And how long do you keep your writings? Do You have st- I know, I have stacks <laughs> of journals all over my house. My husband is like, "Here's another box of your journals." I'm like, "Whoops."
2: <laughs> yeah, I keep mine. I mean, part of the transformation is being able to look back and see how far you've come. And I would just open one of those journals, be blown away with the things that I've created, but I totally forgot. Like I always put the the date at the top. I totally forgot that 6 months ago I didn't really you know, have any of that in my life. And that for me is <laughs> just taking time to celebrate and, and be in that energy of, wow, I've actually done that.
5: Yes, I love that so much. And so for anyone listening, can anyone be a spiritual badass babe?
2: Yes, absolutely. Of course, you know, it, there's going to be a lot that you unravel and a lot that you go through and a lot that you work on. But I think it's all amazing my belief is that we're put here to do the work and if we don't do it in this lifetime we're going to come back and do it in another lifetime and your mind will be blown when you actually step into that space there's so much more than what we were ever taught at school there's so much more than what you ever thought possible I really believe that when you it's kind of like you open that Pandora's box you don't know what's going to come out but it's exciting it's it's definitely a lot of high good energy and you're tapping into something that will absolutely transform everything yes
5: it will thank you so much lynn where can everyone find you online
2: you're welcome you can find me on lynntaggart.com i'm on instagram and i have a facebook group called merkel's success and sisterhood
5: yes it's a great group i am a member and i highly recommend it
2: thank you ellie
5: And my final spiritual entrepreneur of the day is the self-proclaimed spiritual badass boss lady. She's a fellow spirit junkie, and she's also a success coach for women entrepreneurs. She's a digital course creator, a self-made multimillionaire, and a soulful business guru to tens of thousands of women who follow her work online. Her mission is to empower people to design lives and businesses that they are wildly obsessed with. Next up, my interview with Amanda Francis.
2: You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
5: Welcome, Amanda. Hi. Thank you for having me. Hi. I'm so happy to have you, and you are the spiritual badass boss lady. Tell us more
3: about that. It was very early on when I started using that phrase, and it wasn't really contrived or thought about or brainstormed about, It was just like, I'm doing business and I'm applying spiritual and energetic principles. And I feel like an empowered woman. And at the time, my boyfriend at the time called me the boss lady and I just hashtagged it one day and it stuck. And here we are.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And so when I hear that, Spiritual badass boss lady. I'm like, that's what I aspire to be. So I think it's really great branding. But you weren't always the spiritual badass boss lady. So what got you to where you are now?
3: I was just the girl wanting to do something cool with her life, like everyone else. Like the intention was always to help people and make money. And on the path to find that, I was in ministry, then I was a therapist. I have a master's in counseling. I'm a PhD dropout. I mean, I was on the, I was trying to find all the ways I could see in the regular world to help people and make money and kind of coming up short. And then, you know, what I think happens to all of us when we finally just let who we are and what we want and all of our experiences, good, bad, and whatever, when we just let everything about our personality, like, and our history kind of come together There's typically something really interesting and really useful there because people who are oriented toward growth and development are always learning from all of our lessons, you know, so once I just let that be enough, it was like I had a lifetime of wisdom to share and things I wanted to convey and things I wanted to teach and ways I could help.
5: And so how did you step into that? Because I think that, you know, your story is really powerful. You are a self-made millionaire, but you, like you said, you were doing all of these other things thinking this was the path for you. And how did you make that transition?
3: When I walked out of the PhD program, I was like, okay, new experiment. I'm only going to do what feels good. I'm only going to do what I want to do. Like wanting was never enough of a qualifier in my world. I was always doing what you're supposed to do and should do, and everyone said to do, and la la la. And when I got it down to like it was going to be about nothing besides desire, everything got really easy. <laughs> everything got easy. Every single thing I've desired to do in business that I've longed to do that felt good has been the right decision it's just not rocket science. Like I think our desires were given to us by the divine to walk out on the planet. And if you desire it, then it is like literally your responsibility to just do it. You know, you just said,
5: I'm going to do what I want. That is super bold. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Don't get me wrong. But for anyone listening, who's like, I don't know how to do that. Like if I did what I want, I would be poor. Or if I did what I want, someone would judge me, the world would judge me like, What would
3: you say to that? Good. Then at least they're watching you. I mean, thank God you did something noticeable enough to be judged. Good work. I mean, like, A, most people aren't paying that much attention to any of us. Like, I have tens of thousands of women watching me, and they're still not paying that much attention. You know what I mean? Like, I can miss an email, say a card's going to close one day and close it a day early. I can say I'm going to launch something and launch it the next month. Like, no one's actually paying that much attention to you. Ever. And what I've realized is most people are either like proud of you, excited you did it, or not paying that much attention. And the rare occasion that someone is like really insulted and outraged and judging you, well, like who really cares? They need to fall out of your world anyway. So, like, good work with the elimination process. You made it easier. At one point in time, I was coming out of Christianity. I mean, I don't really think my belief system changed that much, but the language around it did, right? And my way of explaining it online to relate to more people changed. And so I had, and I have two Bible school degrees, like ministry training, school, like all the things. So I had all these ministers in my inbox, like literally telling me I was backsliding and like, what about Jesus and whatever, you know? And it's funny because they could only affect me as long as I still had an insecurity about my belief system. When I was still insecure, they could mirror it back to me. Once I was completely, completely, completely sure that me and God were good, all of those people like disappeared. And it's been that way with everything, whether I'm pricing too high, cussing too much, whatever it is, if people are saying things about it or judging it, then I'm just judging myself. They're just mirroring. And once I clear it up, I don't care what anyone says because I'm sure. So once I clear it up inside of me, it can't bother me anymore. So anyone who's judging you, saying anything crazy to you, if it gets to you, it's because you're afraid it's true. When it doesn't get to you anymore, it means you've cleared it. And once you've cleared it, it falls away because you don't need the lesson anymore. And it's not actually that deep. It was all just feedback anyway just be judged. <laughs> <It's> like, move <laughs> on,
5: you know? Well, they say that you haven't made it until you have your first hater, right? So I, I remember when we got our first negative review on the Food Heals podcast, I was like, made it. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, like reframe it, made it. And did they say anything to you that actually like touched on something? Or were you able to shrug it off? Because you know, you're doing great work. You know what I mean? And that's really all there is.
5: I still deal with both, you know, I'm able to look at it. And if I feel something, I know it's a reflection of something going on inside of me and unresolved within myself, or maybe I agree with them and I'm judging myself. And so I try to look at it that way. Does it still bother me? Yes. I don't like being called a snowflake. I don't like being called, you know, certain things or being called uninformed or uneducated because I know that I am. So I fight between like the ego and the hurt of the heart, right? Right. But at the same time, I know that they're saying this because it's a reflection of what's unresolved within them. So I got to let it go because it doesn't matter because I know that more people need to hear what I have to say and need to hear what all of our stories are, because no matter what your story is, there's someone that you can help, right? There's someone who hasn't gone through it or is going through what you've been through. And so your ability to heal them, it's necessary, just like you said.
3: Oh, it's totally, it's required. Like I sit in front of people You know, all day long, whether online or on the phone or at an event or whatever, but just people telling stories about why they can't do what they long to do. And it's just like, well, that's actually selfish as fuck. Like, are you called or are you not? Do you have something to say or do you not? Do you intend to create a really beautiful life for yourself and positively influence potentially millions of people or like not? You know what I mean? When you put it into perspective of the woman who needs you and what happens to her if she doesn't find you, the person who needs like your experiences and your stories and what you've already overcome, what you've already understand in one of my courses in my Become a Coach course, that's some of the homework is what is your life experience that actually taught you the things that you now get to impart to others? Because like that life experience is more of an education than almost anything, you know? And I say that as someone with a lot of education. I'm not pulling from what they taught me on chapter two of some coursework in some psychology class. I'm pulling from, oh, I healed that with my mom, too. I get you. So, anyway, so like, what happens to that woman if she doesn't find you? And when you think about that, it's really hard to not just get off your ass and say what you have to say.
5: I do know what you mean. And it's funny because the way that you talk about this, I feel like we talk a lot of people about this type of work and this type of viewing of the world. And the way that you speak about it, you're so light and you make it sound so easy. So, how can we, as people who are trying to up level our lives and be more of ourselves in the world, more truly who we are and do what we love every day. How can we make this easy on ourselves and not make it so hard? I mean, you were talking about people that kind of play the victim and I've been that person.
3: I understand where that comes from. How can we make this easy on ourselves? You become unavailable for hard by understanding that hard was never required. It's like a self-worth thing. We all think we're not worthy of it until we struggled for it, that we can't have it until we like, It just made a shit show of our lives. And now we can have love now that we've suffered for seven years. Now we can make money. And and it it was just actually never true. But we make it true. We think, okay, now I've worked hard enough to receive something that I want. And then you lessen your resistance and it gets to flow in. But hard was never required. There's not like some chalkboard written in the sky with God's signature that's like, "Thou shall not have any good thing until they made it really fucking hard. That was never a thing. So once I started to pick up on that, like, wait, I get it when I believe I can have it. And I get it when I decide I'm ready for it. And I get it when I decide I've done enough. And of course, I'll always be oriented toward growth and healing. But I seem to get it when I decide, like, okay, I can have it now. So if that were true, and hard were never required, hard was just some kind of like ego thing, making ourselves feel like worthy. Then what? What if letting it be easy was fully a choice? And I've just been playing with that for you know maybe four years in my business. And I'm telling you I make more and more and money. It gets easier and easier. I work less and less. I delegate more and more. I don't do things that I don't want to do anymore, you know, inside of like my digital courses or my offers. Like I used to say things like, "Oh, but no one will sign up if it doesn't come with a free bonus call or no one will sign up for the offer if it doesn't have a Facebook group or it can't possibly work if it doesn't come with a workbook or transcriptions or whatever random thing it was. And you know, like last night, and I know that I'm cleared this because last night, I was creating the VIP bonuses for a course that's about to come out. And I was like, group power hour call, no way in hell am I spending one more hour of my life on this one on one call they can have the one on one call with my head of coaching. Cool. And as I was going through the options, anything that gave me a twinge, that little twinge of like, I don't really want to no way in hell. Because it's just some like lie that those are the things that are make gonna make people buy. Like there's nothing about doing things you don't want to do that innately will get you anything besides misery. (laughs)
5: Right. I just want to backtrack a little bit because I know what you're talking about with the courses and the Facebook groups and bonuses, but can you walk us through your business and what you do?
3: Amanda Francis Inc. creates digital courses for women entrepreneurs. So we create online training programs for women. So they're on a variety of things. Branding, money mindset, My branding concept is like authentically branding. I have a course, Course Creation Queens on creating digital content. I have a lot of offers now. I probably have seven digital courses and like 20 other training bundles of other kinds. So like a lot of stuff. Basically, I just teach everything that I've done that's worked for me to create a multi-million dollar empire.
5: Well, that's beautiful. And your branding is gorgeous. Like go to her pages, Food Heals Nation, because it's just stunning, your artwork and all of your blog posts and everything like that. Thank you. You're welcome. And so I know that we have a mutual friend, Gabby Bernstein, and she says, allow your passion to become your purpose and it'll one day become your profession. And it sounds like that's what you did. And I want to talk about what that means and how we can all do that while at the same time releasing those misbeliefs like you were talking about earlier that we might have around growing bigger or about money or money doesn't grow on trees or whatever those misbeliefs are how can we truly allow whatever we're passionate about to become our purpose
3: and become our profession well money is paper so it fully grows on trees right? like I know, I always- say that too I'm glad you brought that up yeah money grows on fucking trees people (laughs) that's just the truth so my main thing to teach about my favorite thing to teach about is money like that's the thing I could just go on and on about for years and everything that I apply to every other area now I practiced hard with money so here's the bottom line anything that doesn't feel good is a lie And the reason that that can be true is because there is no absolute or ultimate truth. So if there is no absolute or ultimate truth, and we're just only getting what we believe we can have, and the world is reflecting back to us what we believe all the time, then I have decided in my life that anything that doesn't feel good is a lie. So any thought around money that feels like shit is automatically not true. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then what is true for me? What thought do I choose into? What thought do I allow to be true for me? So for me, it's thoughts like money is a renewable resource. I can spend it any way I want. I can use it any way I want. I can do anything I want with it because there's always more. It can't run out because it's circulating the planet all the time. And I am fully capable of funneling more of it into me all of the time. We all are capable of attracting money in various ways, whether you're a business owner or not, attracting money to us all the time. So I teach a course. It's my favorite course called Money Mentality Makeover. And we had like 450 students this year. And I want to say that the first time I ran it four years ago, I had four students. So having 450 on the fourth year felt like quite an accomplishment. Absolutely. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And that money mentality makeover, it's not just entrepreneurs. It's one of the few things I have that is just for anyone. So when I find teachers and stay-at-home moms and everyone getting random checks in the mail, manifesting money their husbands are getting raises or there's an inheritance they didn't know they had or, There are insurance companies like let me refund you for three years. What is something that someone at home could do just to get started and then be inspired to take your course? The course comes with a lot of bonuses. It comes with all this extra content. And one of the bonuses is called Drop the Motherfucking Money Struggle. And in in video one of Drop the Motherfucking Money Struggle, I have them do this. This could be a good one. You just go through and you write down every negative money belief or memory you can think of. And it probably will be painful And you will probably cry. I've never told someone to do this. Who has never relayed it back to me without telling me they cried. Anyway, so every negative money memory you can think of from your whole life and what it taught you. When my mom wouldn't buy me this, I felt unworthy of this. When I heard my parents argue about this, I thought that money was scary. Like when that guy didn't pay for that date, I thought, whatever. And you go through it all. And that first time you go through it, you can go through it just looking at like, shit, I have a lot of fucked up beliefs about money. What if these weren't true?
2: Right?
3: What if these were false perceptions from being a innocent person in an unhealed world? Mm, What if these weren't true? And then now that you've heard me say it, you can go at it with the approach of there is something else I could believe. There is another way I could see this. And I love to help people shift blocks and limiting beliefs and disbeliefs all day long is my favorite thing. But without you, you know, being in the course, hearing me go through all of that, like first stop, it can be as simple as I'm willing to see this differently. Yeah help me to see this differently. And when you're doing this work,
5: I know for me, I'll do something and I won't even know how deep I'm going to end up going because I won't even realize that there's an unhealed memory or an unresolved issue that I I think I've dealt with it all. I'm like, I'm spiritual. Here I am. I've done all this work and then I'll find something and I will ball. And it's super healing in that moment. But can you give us an example of a time for you when maybe you discovered something that you didn't even know you were holding on to and how it was able to help you shift? Oh, man,
3: so much. That's like my whole life. I know me too. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm like, which one can I articulate really well right now? Um, So I like to do this exercise where when I like notice a fear, I'm like, where's that fear located in my body? Right. Right. And I'll just see if I can feel into it. And I'm like, what is the shape And the color of this thing located in my body. And then I'll pull it out of me, like, and I'll just see it kind of float to the floor while I'm above it, looking down at this shape with this color with whatever emotions are with it. And when I do that exercise, sometimes the funniest things will come up. Sometimes I did this with a client the other day, and she was like, Oh my God, a dog tried to bite me in the face when I was two years old. And my fear of sharing my new course online is totally the fear of when I felt unsafe, blah, blah. And it was just funny how it came back to her when I got her to remove it from her body and look at it. And she started bawling, remembering something when she was little. And I've had that same experience. And sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes you're just looking at it, feeling power over it. And you notice something very small and simple. But every once in a while, I'll notice something like, oh my God, that reminds me of... You know, something your parents said, something I was afraid of as a child. The other day, something came up with a neighborhood girl that was kind of like a bully. And I'm just like, whoa, that's been living somewhere in my subconscious. I mean, and it's shocking. And then, you know, since I'm in the habit of telling myself a new story, I can easily go, what did that teach me? Well, that taught me, I don't know, girls aren't like with the neighborhood girl, girls aren't safe. Like making friends easily isn't safe. And I'm like, well, is that true? <laughs> no, of course not. Everyone I love right now was at once a stranger. And so then I, can, because I know my intention to be in life open heartedly connecting with people and like loving life, I can be like, huh, this is blocking me from a thing that I love to do. And then it's as simple as like, I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to know and understand at a deeper level that it is safe for me to connect with people in my daily life or whatever it is, you know. And then I just kind of set that intention to shift, knowing that even just the awareness and the crying and the playing with the new idea is deeply healing. You know what I mean? Like we can therapy ourselves. And I love helping people dig into shit. But we have a lot of power inside of our own journals, inside of our own willingness to shift to heal a photon, you know?
5: <laughs> yes, it's so true. And, you know, I think that I've done this a lot where I've had these really deep moments of healing when I've gone back into childhood and things like that, but it doesn't happen every time. And that's okay too, because shifts are still happening. Even if you're just doing a mantra, or even if you sit down, you light your candle and you decide like, all right, I'm going to work on something. It can be a subtle shift. It's not always a groundbreaking shift. And so I had a girlfriend of mine do um so I have this really intense inner child meditation that I do and I do it to music and I send people the playlist and I say this is how I do it. So my girlfriend does it and she was like I mean it was nice but like I didn't really feel that much and I was like that's okay you've still shifted and she's like but did I the night ne- I'm like do it again. The next time she did it she was like I was broken wide open and I had a memory and I did forgiveness. All this shit came up I'm not going to speak for her what happened but she was like I am completely amazed and so not every time when we do this work is something groundbreaking going to happen but every once in a while when it does every time you're creating shifts no matter what so don't give up is what I'm saying just because you don't feel something super intense every time that you do one of these exercises
3: no of course I agree I think it feels to me like one is I think it's an adding up process like I say in one of the modules of the money course I think like module four That it's like there's a a glass jar and every time you shift a belief, every time you tell a new story, every time you write your affirmations, like you're filling up this jar and it will overflow, like the internal will overflow into your external world. It has to, it fully will. But sometimes when we're working on something and it's kind of like, have you ever been working on something money relationships, whatever, and you know you're working on it, but you don't really know what you're doing. It's like of you're taking this tip. Yes. Yeah. You're taking this tip from someone. You read this in a book. Amanda said this, Gabby said this, like whatever. And you're like, you're going through doing the things. And then it starts to click and shift. Finally, it finally added up and overflowed. And then you're like, oh, I get it. Like I think that's one thing is like you just keep doing the work because Gabby actually said this to me when I was very much a baby into applying this stuff into what would be a business. Right. And I was in her group coaching program and she had no idea who I fucking was. And she would have no memory of saying this to me because everyone was sitting in a room in New York. And like some people, a few of us were watching online. It was live streamed. And I emailed in one day. I was like, it just feels so hard. Will it ever get easier or something? Because applying all these things just felt fucking hard. And I was tired. I was like, why isn't it working yet? And which is something that I hate when people say that to me now, because I'm like, no, this is just a lifestyle. Like, don't you want to feel better and be happy? But anyway, I was very tired at that time because I just didn't really get that I was changing my life. And Gabby, who didn't know me at all, said on the live stream, is it feeling like shit harder work? Is it feeling bad all day actually harder work than like intending to feel good? And it's absolutely true, like walking around miserable, not happening, questioning ourselves, worrying, telling stories about the man, the city, the job, the money, how it's not working out for you, how something's not on your side how you have it bad, how it's harder than your thought. That's fucking hard work. I mean, honestly. It's so much more
5: energy to vibrate in the negative than it is in the positive.
3: Oh, totally. And I was complaining about, you know, journaling, writing some affirmations and playing with some meditations. You know what I mean? And I was like, huh, interesting. And now that I live this, I fully, fully get it. So the second thing I'd say about the not giving up is like we have so much more power than we realize, all of us. Like I wrote a post the other day that says you have more power in your pinky toe, much less your heart or your vagina to get anything you want. We just are so powerful as women. We have the ability to create, to destroy, to attract all this power. Like we have the power to get tens of thousands, hundreds thousand people to fall in love with our work. The power to get avalanches of money to bestow upon us. So when you start to understand your power and you start to like choose to use your power every day, everything changes. So you can wake up and be like, today I choose to shift this. Today I choose to look at this differently. Today I just set the intention to be happier, to make more money, to like whatever. But our intentions are motherfucking powerful here's how it feels to me. I have a clear intention, a clear goal. I know what I desire in my life. And that part is clear. I, I I know what it is. And I'm like, hey, God, angels, universe, whatever, please help me. I'm willing to do my part. Then really, all you have to do is go through life. And you will be led to all the things, the book, the teacher, the podcast, the digital course, the whatever it's like not so much do an exercise over and over and over again until it works. It's like, just do what you want to do. Do what you're led to do. Trust that it's all adding up. It is all always progress and like fucking love your life. You know what I mean?
5: You're so right. I mean, it has become overcomplicated and we sit there. I mean, I know that I'm an analyzer and so I have to kind of get away from that and get out of my ego analyzation and go into that place of peace and trust. And that's when the real shit comes through. But when I'm in that place of ego, I'm overanalyzing everything. And that gets me into more of a negative space. So for me to be in the positive space, I really have to go to that peaceful space. And I love being in that place and in that flow. And it happens more often when I'm meditating, when I'm quiet, when I'm sleeping. Not when I'm in the busy, busyness of the day. Sometimes when I'm driving, stuff comes, shower, it's in the quiet. And so the busier we are, in my experience, I find the farther away I am, From tapping into that And so people are like Well I don't know how to meditate It's too hard Or blah 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 And I'm like Just listen to music Music is a meditation There's so many ways to meditate Without being a Buddha Cross-legged on a mountaintop
3: Or like in a yoga class Take some deep breaths It's like really not that deep Like take some deep breaths Like and close your eyes Like you will (laughs) Your body will calm Your like your cortisone will drop You know what I mean Your cortisol I say in one of the modules Of the money course That analyzation was never part Of the manifestation process And it's so true. We want to analyze, I think, those of us who are oriented toward growth, we just want to analyze and figure out like, what did I do wrong? What do I need to learn? And like, sometimes that's nice, because there's a lesson in it. But when I decided that analyzing wasn't actually required, everything got a lot easier for me, because then it just became, huh, I attracted something funny, instead of analyzing all day long, why I attracted it, why don't I just shift again? to what I want? Why don't I just shift again to being an energetic match for what I want? And if it's a pattern or something to be healed, it will keep coming up. But me grueling over it, you know what I mean, isn't actually getting me anywhere. So I have definitely experienced the thing where like the, the payment comes in, the money hits, the course, the enrollment and the course starts to flow in really easy when I relax. It's always been a thing. So for me, it's about not spending spinning your wheels, not working hard for the sake of working hard ever. Like it's about intentionally doing the work I want to do, you know, like for my job, it's post on the social medias, do the live stream, send the emails, do the things and then shut the goddamn computer and go love my life. So it's like, I think there's really a place for effort. And I think there's really a place for receiving. And I think that's like the beautiful feminine, like flow thing we get to do where we're not all strategy. We're not like all like logic. We get to be like, okay, this makes sense that this feels right. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to do some of what makes sense. I'm going to do all of what feels right. And then I'm going to enjoy my fucking life. Cause that's what all of this was for. You know what I mean? We didn't like get jobs, start businesses, find the partner, whatever, to be miserable. The point was always to be happy, right? So I think we just have to go back to that.
5: Yeah. And it's different now. Our ancestors didn't have smartphones and people Facebook messaging us, emailing us, texting us, calling us. Like There's so much communication these days that you can't even be quiet and focus without setting an intention to do so. At least I can't. (laughs) And so figuring out how to do that and making That practice a part of your life. Because I'm like you. I'm going to get as much done as I can. And then it's all about self-care. It's like close the laptop, turn off the phone, go do you. I'm going to go do me. Whether that means spending time with my dogs and my hubby, or whether that means going out to karaoke because I love to sing, doing something outside of the grind of the busyness, and allowing myself to enjoy my life. And I enjoy my business too. But of course, there are parts of it that are just you got to get it done. Right. And so It's having that balance is so important. And we can find that and we can be thriving and happy without working ourselves to death the way, you know, a lot of our parents did and a lot of our parents taught us we're supposed to do.
3: Early in your business, it's just like you want the notifications to be coming up on your phone every time someone's inquiring about an offer or something because like there aren't that many <laughs> and it's important you get back to those people but I don't have email on my phone there are no social media notifications at all notifications on my phone I have like tons of Facebook groups for all my digital courses I don't see what people are asking in the Facebook groups until I intentionally click on the Facebook icon and I don't really see what people are asking until I go into the group and actually see what new things have been asked and yeah the majority of humans are all on do not disturb because I don't actually need to see what they said to me until I click on my messages. I don't need it to pop up because I'm doing something like I need to enjoy my life. And not only is that an attractive quality for someone to just be like confident, I'll get to it all when I get to it. But like it allows for so much more space and peace. I'm not a slave to the Facebooks just because I run a company that uses Facebook to promote our work. For sure. And it's so true. And
5: You and I both came about this world that we could change our lives by discovering Gabby and becoming spirit junkies. What is being a spirit junkie really meant for you as a
3: person and you and your business? What really came to me first is Gabby is just, you know, a fucking genius for someone who was a junkie to make their second book called Spirit Junkie, where she explains the whole addiction transitioning to being a junkie now for spiritual things was How genius was that? What does it mean to be a spirit junkie? You know, so I'm an affiliate for the Spirit Junkie Masterclass. I sell it every year and I believe in it deeply. And it's one of my favorite things in the entire universe. And when I talk about it, when I promote it, like it's just been such a long journey now. Like the days of finding Gabby were so long ago now. So when I like intentionally tune back into what was that, that was a woman living her truth when I wasn't living mine giving me permission to do the same. That is all it was. I would get in rooms with her on the stage and it was the mirror. It just reminded me I could be paid to do my work. It just reminded me that like, I wasn't crazy for being obsessed with the spiritual things and the self-help things and just wanting to help people make money and better my life and be happy. Like she was just a big light bulb. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels. And it feels like with the master class, it feels like I was a few years into following her. My business was supporting me, but I just like got in that room and it propelled me forward. It sped me up. The energy of the digital course is the exact same energy of that room which is why I can share it every year so wholeheartedly. So if
5: anyone was thinking about taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass digital or live, what would you say?
3: Always, always, always with everything. You got to follow your heart because these decisions seem crazy. When I bought the Masterclass, I fully put it on my credit card. It was like three times more than my rent. It really freaked me out. It really, really freaked me out. But I bawled my eyes out when I saw the first promotional video. And I was like, I'm going to be in that fucking room. And I still have chills saying that because... I remember what car I was driving. I remember what was going on in my life. I remember how much money I was making. I, I remember being like, I'm getting in that room and I followed my heart and here we are. And I've just, I followed my heart so many times around these decisions that don't make sense. And the number freaks you out. And you got to follow your heart.
5: You followed your heart. I'm working on following my heart. Tell us about your meditation series. It's a boss lady meditation series.
3: First of all, I have the boss lady meditation series. If you go to amandafrancis.com, click on free shit, click on boss lady meditations. It's six meditations. My favorite one is calling in the cash money. You got to listen to it every day. It's the best thing ever. Yes, that's completely free. Just go ahead and sign up for that. That's easy. But another thing is, since we've been talking about the money course, when you, and this isn't about necessarily taking the money course, it's just that when you get on the wait list for Money Mentality Makeover, I send you all these free money resources, like these videos on Breakthrough Your Money blocks and all this stuff. So if you want to go to AmandaFances.com, and click on courses and click on Money Mentality Makeover. You'll see the course is closed, but you can get some free shit around money. I can send you both those exact links and maybe you can give them those links.
5: We'll put them in the show notes. Our wonderful show notes writer, Mel will put them in. And you have a trip coming up?
3: Yeah. So I do these. What did I call this one? Did I call this one Money Making Queens? This one's called Money Making Queens. I just did one in Bali and it's like, it's these VIP experiences. And I'm doing one in the South of France in six weeks It's just the best thing in the world. You meet me somewhere beautiful and fabulous. And I have a chef like Caterham Mills and I take us out for dinner and I schedule in like rooftop drinks, overlooking oceans and cities and whatever, depending where we are. I just schedule this fabulous experience. But in between all of our fabulousness and just being, you know, next level abundant queens, I workshop the fuck out of people's mindset and energy and business and strategy and all the things. So it's just like, being in a room with me for like the Bali one was four nights, the one in South of France is one night. So two days, but it's just being in a room with me and other women intending to go to the next level where I can like dig into your shit. And I show up with a very powerful intention to help you shift. My intention is that I can shift your energy, which I can, and that you will get whatever you need. Like I'm so clear that everyone gets whatever they need on every single one of these days. And it's been true over and over again. I just got a message from a girl who was in Bali who was like, thank God I went there. What a life-changing experience. I'm selling out my new relationship coaching without a sales page like, Amanda, how did you know I was supposed to be a relationship coach? I was like, because I watched your eyes light up every time you talked about relationships. I was like, why the fuck aren't you teaching on the thing you actually love? And we rearranged her whole business in the time she was in Bali. And now she's obviously thriving and flowing because she's doing the things she actually wanted to do all along. It's not because I'm a genius. It's because I give all of us permission to do what we long to do what we want to do without all the reasons that we fucking can't. You know what I mean? That is so powerful. Yeah. Just like I needed to sit in the rooms with Gabby on the stage to remember who the fuck I was. That's all I actually do. It's a lot of energetic permission to do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Getting in the room with people who are doing the thing you want to do, but doing it in a way that aligns with you is one of the best things you can do for yourself because there's a lot of people online making money who don't feel good to me. There's actually very few who I'm like, Oh, you have what I want and I like the way you do it. You know what I mean? It feels good to me. I like hearing you. I think those are the kind of people we got to get in their digital courses. We got to read their books. We got to meet them wherever they are in the world. We got to, you know, with Gabby, I was starting off with very low cost offers. Like, I mean, I was binging on her free shit and then, buying stuff that was so cheap. And then her group coaching was only a couple hundred dollars a month at the time. You know, it was just like, I was starting where I was at, but then I gained confidence to spend more money and earn more money around the things that felt good. 100%. I'm with you. I did it too. I started
5: out with her and it's completely rocked my world, really improved my business. And Amanda, for anyone who wants to get, More with you. I know you talked about your VIP day and your meditation series. You also have a mastermind. Where can they find you online? Follow you on Instagram, all that good stuff.
3: Okay, here is the places you should binge on me. Binge on my Insta story because I'm me and my team are on it all day long, and it's ridiculous. So XO Amanda Francis on Instagram. My YouTube is a fabulous place for a ton of free content. So if you just search Amanda Francis in YouTube, it's actually like YouTube dot com slash amanda francis xo my facebook is also facebook.com slash x amanda francis I mean, you can find me anywhere i like my team actually has like a tumblr and a twitter for me too so i'm all i'm all of the places you're
5: all of the places you can find her exo amanda <laughs> francis i love it thank you so much and
3: all the places yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're welcome thank you for having employers.
5: me <laughs> All right, Food Heals Nation, thanks for listening to our Boss Babes episode. It was so much fun talking to all those powerhouse ladies. And if you're still thinking about it and you want to join Spirit Junkie Masterclass, just go to spiritjunkienation.com. And to close us out, I'm just going to play you some reactions to Spirit Junkie Masterclass, some recommendations from some Spirit Junkies. That'll close us out. And I will see you next time on our final episode of the Spiritual Entrepreneur Series. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. Basically changed my life. Everything that
0: was said completely resonated with me and it completely cracked me open. and I got to the core of my limiting beliefs. So it gave me permission and it gave me confidence.
4: It's really a movement
3: and really a community about bringing love into the world and light into the world and going through life and all life throws at us and how to work with life in a place where we choose love and we lean in towards our faith and not towards the fear or
2: resistance in life and really about creating a life we love. Some of the exercises that Gabby had given us, I just started to bring them into my daily practices. And slowly but surely, what happened is we started attracting these massive big jobs, these big building jobs and amazing clients. And then of course the income comes in. So we are all of a sudden become a million dollar company
3: (laughs) within six months. And so for me, a spirit junkie is someone who stands up for what they believe in and who isn't afraid of what other people think, who is relentless and
1: unapologetic in expressing who they are at their very most authentic level. It's someone who realizes that their story matters and that they can change the world with what they've been through.